It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Did we focus too much on the negative when it came to the Drew Holiday trade? Were we not happy enough? We're going to re-examine the trade with Chuck McKenney, my old blogging partner, right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics Podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day and I'm here for you every Monday through Friday with a free, fresh podcast drop directly to your device if you're a subscriber. So make sure you are subscribed wherever you get your podcast, whichever app you're using, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. I'd love to have you in the comment section of the YouTube page. Subscribe there. Let me know what you're thinking about this topic, any topic, anything about the Celtics, hop on in there and let me know what you think. I'm John Corrales. Used to play a long, long time ago. Now I cover the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. Today I brought on my old blogging partner, Chuck McKenney from RedsArmy.com, which no longer exists, but it's what kind of launched me. And uh, Chuck was a huge, huge part of that. Chuck hit me up on Twitter and said, why are you being so down? Why are you focusing so much on the negative of Drew, the Drew Holiday trade? I said, all right, well, may, maybe I did. Hey, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. After practice, which was fun, Paul Pierce talked, read my story on Boston Sports Journal. Uh, Pierce is there to carry on a tradition that was super cool to see. Uh, things seem to be going great. Everybody's excited after the first few days. Uh, I'll talk about more about that next week and the Celtics start training camp on, uh, I'm sorry, start their preseason schedule on Sunday. So that'll be the Monday podcast. But I wanted to get Chuck on. To see, let's do a little self-examination. Were we a little too negative about the stuff, the downside of the Drew Holiday podcast, or or what? Let's just dive into the conversation with Chuck. All right, so as we know on the Lockdown Celtics podcast, anytime anybody objects to something I've said on Twitter, we immediately have that person on the podcast. And so Chuck McKenney, uh, longtime friend, one-time co-worker, and... Uh, person who helped me launch this career really uh yes. has uh has objected to our take on the drew holiday trade uh so first of all chuck welcome back to the show how how, how are you i'm doing well i mean i it would be nice if just I didn't have to throw an online tantrum to be invited back on the podcast. So <laughs> That's the only way to get now. attention nowadays. But I know what behavior is, is required to be a guest on your on your uh, big time I show. Know. 
this is this is like a dog being rewarded for peeing inside the house. It's just it's not it's not going to end well for me. Um, so uh, Chuck is uh, people who don't know uh, was uh, co-founder of RedsArmy.com with me. Uh, so you are officially a, re- a retired blogger. Um, and now doting dad chasing your son around as he like dominates these tournaments and basketball and baseball is, is it, how does it feel to have someone already surpassing you as an athlete in his teenage years? Yeah. I mean, it's been this way for a couple of years now, so I don't know where he comes from. He works hard. It's not a genetic, not something I passed down. That's for sure. <laughs> so, um, It's great to see him do things that, you know, I never could. So, you know, you always look for your kids, no matter how, you know, that's no right. What they're doing or what levels um, that they achieve. So I, I'm, I'm loving it. All right. So Chuck, here you are. You've been given the spotlight. You've been given the platform. Uh, apparently, you think that we're not celebrating this move enough. Please, the platform is yours. Air your grievances. It was, <laughs> it was just you know my feelings in one moment in time, right? So you know, I, you know, when something major happens with the Celtics. Um, you know, I'm on Twitter like the rest of us, and uh, and I'm on you know I'm listening to your podcast. I want to get your take. I turn to you for <laughs> you know for a not just to be completely entertained, but for reliable, like reasonable, responsible, yeah. exactly um, fence straddling um, opinion <laughs> and analysis. So I that's what I walk into, and I think most of your followers do that when they you know, click the play button on your podcast. And I didn't feel like that's what I got. It's the, I just, it's not what I expected. So I think my, my response was like, Whoa, you know, I, I felt, and again, we all, we all are, I I think a big part of this is we're all still processing it. Right. Mm -hmm. It was another major trade. I think just many of us were still kind of processing the smart for Przingis and kind of wrapping our head around that. And then yeah. to have this, this happen, um, it was still kind of like, you know, ground moving or earth shattering, whatever you want to call it. So trying to process it. And I, I, I do feel like the initial reaction was this, this, is a, this is a good move for the team, right? This is a really good move for the team. But to me, it just felt like that, that quickly shifted from this is a good move for the team to, and this is all the bad stuff that now yeah. we have to deal with. Right. That suddenly um, the depth became a major concern and this team is unaffordable. The window is now. Right. And I guess I wanted to kick back and and just enjoy this Uh signing a little bit more before we started to dig into everything that negative that this is brought about and i think you right. caught all of my I, I caught it from a few there was a little bit from brian robb and a couple other celtics people on twitter so i just kind of was soaking it all in and yeah. then it all just spit it back onto you you, you, right. you as usual it. you take all your frustrations out on me and i have to deal with your crap yeah um that's uh, so what you wanted was you wanted to eat your Big Mac and fries and have your milkshake and not have anybody tell you that this is bad for you in this moment is is basically what you wanted. Yeah, um, yes. That's a, and this is a man makes an early appearance. <laughs> <laughs> but isn't that what the Celtics did? They they 
they're taking us to McDonald's. It's get whatever you want. Do you want a stretch five big man? Yeah, let's go get a Porzingis. It doesn't matter what it costs. It's, you want a, a Drew Holiday? Let's go get a Drew Holiday. It doesn't matter. Let's worry about the calories later. You, we're, we're starting a new workout plan next week. It's going to be fine. Um, and then, and look, there are, it is fair. It is fair to say in, in the, in the early stages of this, I think a lot of fans were saying like, Oh my God, we got holiday and this is so great. And I think, I think there, it might've gone to like another overreaction. It's like you, you Milwaukee gets Damian Lillard and is an incredible reaction. there. like, Oh, Milwaukee, they're far and away. The, the favorites now, and the Celtics get holiday. It's like, whoa, wait a minute. Now the Celtics are far and away the favorite. People just want to be so just in your face about it. Like you, t- you, you bust my balls here about fence straddling, but, but people don't want to be seen as seeing both sides. It's you just got to come out hard with these analysis, got a hard with this opinion be like, this is the best signing ever. Scalabrini on TV. This is the best one through six in the league. And it's not even a question. And it might be, I, I don't know if it's not even a question, but I do understand the desire to just kick back and just enjoy the fact that, Hey, one team did something. Boston actually answered that team. And, and so to be fair, that is something that should be celebrated. Brad Stevens has, you know, that the the guts, let's say, to to go out there and say, you know what, Milwaukee made this huge, earth shattering move. We have to answer it. He went and he answered it, and and that's that's a big deal in Boston. Where I think over the past few years, maybe at the end of the Danny Ainge era, Danny was so obsessed with just dominating every trade that he might not have pulled the trigger because this, this isn't a slam dunk win for the Celtics. It's, it's like, it's a win where you paid a price. I don't know that Danny Ainge would have done the deal. Brad Stevens did. And that's something to be celebrated. Let's continue the conversation in just a second. First, today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into the action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Hey, basketball is back too. You got football, you got basketball. Plenty to bet on. And right now, new customers, you get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, whether that bet you place wins or loses. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, this is the time. There's no better time to get into the action. The app is very easy to use. It's super safe, super secure. When you win, the money is right away deposited into your account. You can get it as soon as you win. And you can bet on anything, to spreads, player props, over-unders, whatever you're looking for, futures. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Super important that you do that. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season, tip off the NBA season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. Just ask you if you're going to do it, please gamble responsibly. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Again, subscribe here. We're going to go five days a week, plus bonus podcasts, Friday night, Saturday night, if there's a game. So get that subscribe button. Hit that subscribe button. Make sure you're subscribed on whatever platform you use, also on YouTube. Now let's continue the conversation with Chuck McKinney. 
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're conditioned to kind of be, It's it, there's always been this long-term plan in place for the Celtics. I feel like their rebuild since 2013, 2014 has been very methodical. I mean, there's been different levels of it, you know, right? Obviously, when they, you know, signed Hayward and, 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 and traded for Kyrie, and then that, that fell apart, and then they started to kind of uh, rebuild since then or reload, however you want to call it. But it, there's always kind of been this sort of methodical process. Like, you know, we have our core pieces, we're building slowly, we're young, we're gaining experience, we're taking these incremental steps to, to you know, uh, pursuing a championship. And, and the team has kind of responded, they've, they've incrementally gotten better but there are plenty of plenty of teams who are um, much more impulsive right whether it's Toronto trading for Kawhi or LeBron going to the Lakers and them going all in for Anthony Davis um, we're seeing now with we're even going back to when Durant went to Golden State these sort of one or two moves that really sort of propel you into that new stratosphere and you know that you know it's might not be the long-term plan but they're going all in in the moment. And I really feel like this is the Celtics going all in in the moment. Yeah. And I don't know if it's Wick losing some patience, um, but I, but it's, I think that's a shift we're seeing with this team, and that may be why suddenly the fans are a little, you know, shocked by it. And then also, you know, now we can look look and say, hey, you know, there are there is a downside to all these moves that they're making. So I. Yeah. I I respect your opinion. I appreciate the perspective, right? You know, let me write this down. October fifth, twenty twenty three. Chuck respects my opinion. But, but you know, I think that what they're doing isn't anything that many other teams. You know, there are plenty of teams that have won the championships that do all the time, right? And you know, I I just don't feel like it's necessarily going to be some type of death knell or whatever you call it, whatever the phrase is in, in a couple of years with, with them. I just, I, I think a lot of the discussion about this sec, this second apron and the collective bargaining agreement, it, it's just, it just lives in my head and I know where the Celtics are going to be. This is not the normal, this is not what we're used to when it comes to team building uh, this under, under normal circumstances, under the old collective bargaining agreement, I never would have even talked about how untenable this is in the long term financially, uh, because it. What I would have said is, as long as Wick Grosbeck and uh, the ownership group want to pay the tax and are willing to pay the tax, then the Celtics can just keep going with this. It's going to be expensive, but they've shown that when they know this is a contender, they are willing to pay the tax, and that would have been the end of it. But I just know that. Second apron is just, it is, you know, the, the, the sword of Damocles is just hanging over your head and, and you, every move that you make could be the thing that, you know, ends this, this particular run. It's hard to operate in above that second apron after this season. And so I, I, 
maybe in the initial analysis, you just want to get the, okay, this is how he fits and this is what he does and all of that stuff. But to me, the, the long-term part of it is, I think, valid. And, and not just because we know it. I think guys on the team know this. You know, everybody in that locker room is going to be looking around and be like, we know the Celtics have had guys who helped negotiate this contract in that locker room. They know that this, what the situation is. They know that there's no way that Tatum and Brown and Porzingis and, and Holiday are here longer than two seasons. Um, and hey, those those are going to be two magical seasons, but also two, the, the pressure is on. This is a two-year window at best, and this year's their best chance. So I feel like when that is part of the overall analysis, but that's even too long-term. The bigger issue is one through six, they're great. And then after that is what, you know? And I think, I think I bring that up to say the Celtics just aren't done. They have to make some other moves. And part of this preseason and part of November and December is going to be what can you get away with over the course of the regular season and what needs addressing can you get away with Peyton Pritchard as your backup point guard? Can you get away with Luke Cornett as your as your third big? If you can get away with Cornett and Wenyan Gabriel and, and those guys, then you just deal with that and you shorten your rotation and you go get a point guard. If you can deal with the ball handling and the bigs aren't, eh, then you go find a big and you make a trade. Um, and it's just kind of like setting, setting the expectation. Be aware that the Celtics do have to make another move. This roster is still somewhat incomplete, and it's just a matter of waiting to figure out what the most pressing need is. Yeah, I, I would agree, I would agree with that. I think just my final thoughts, kind of like on um, this, just the the perception of this team. Like I see, like where they are now is to kind of where they were even before they traded Smart for um, for Zingas, right? I mean, I I see them having a much higher ceiling. Right, like this one through six. Clearly, they yes. put all their chips in the one through six. So it's a very high ceiling. It's much higher with this group. Um, but you know, you pull one little block out of this sort of Jenga tower due to injury, and then boom, our floor is much lower than what we had last year. So, That's right. and I think we're still, and that goes back to my sort of we've always been methodical with building our team and having depth or used to having depth. That it's just different to to acknowledge and and understand, but I, I think you know, in the NBA, talent talent wins. I mean, guys don't always mesh, but when you roll out guys like this, I mean, this is the whole super team logic. Not that that they're technically a super team, but I mean, they 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 have some horses now. So I'm thinking, and as, as I start to think about that, I'm feeling better about this team's chances of winning a title. Than I did prior to all of you know prior to July first or yeah. whatever, um, because these depth pieces, as we know, can be added. Aren't always um, they're not always game changers. They certainly help, and they're and they're um, they're needed. But we've been to enough playoff runs where Joe's only playing eight guys. So, yeah. um, but I'm with you. There's a lot of there's just a lot of pieces to it in order to keep Tatum and Brown's minutes down in the regular season. You need guys that you can play. You know, we still want to win games. We still want to go for top two, three seeds. So all that stuff kind of comes together, and you need depth for that. 
Um, you want to limit Al's minutes. There's there's a lot there. Um, but I I just feel like, wow, you know, I think they, this is just the ceiling on this team is just where it's never been before, at least in the last 15 years. And, mm-hmm. and that's kind of what I'm choosing to choosing to focus on. Um, and you know me, I'm, I'm just the eternal optimist, John. I've always been that way. I've just it. always thought of you as just a ray of sunshine. Like Chuck Sunshine McKenney is your nickname uh i i think i i do think that it's um it, it's possible that okay these aren't the sexiest names in the world right o'shea Brissett, um lamar stevens and, you know you get sam hauser you got you, you got guys that you're looking at and you're saying okay they they have specific skills um but it's entirely possible that the fit is there what the problem is we just don't know right we don't know what they're going to be and that's why a preseason game on sunday is actually kind of cool we get to see a little bit of of what they might be um i keep talking about they, they probably need these other guys and and they still i still think they need at least one more player but Brissett can absolutely step up. Uh, Stevens can absolutely step up. Sam Hauser can absolutely step up. Those guys are all guys with you know different skills, but the size is there. Um, and next to not just Tatum and Brown, now you got next to Tatum Brown, Porzingis, and Drew Holiday, guys that all demand attention. Whatever combination of those guys is on the floor with whatever bench guys there are. Uh, that's going to, that's going to be meaningful. And also either Al Horford, Derek white or drew holiday. One of those three guys is coming off the bench. Uh, because last I checked, you can't start six guys. So it's obvious. One of those guys is coming off the bench. And even though we talk about needing eight, nine, 10 guys for a rotation, you, you still have, it's not like the entire starting lineup goes to the bench. We see all bench lineups so infrequently that when they come in, it's like, oh, wow, all bench lineup. This is, Let's make a note of that. So Brissett and, and all of these guys that are on the roster right now are going to still be playing off of one of Tatum or Brown, one of Horford and Porzingis, one of Derek White and Drew Holiday. Three of those guys are probably going to be on the floor while the other three are on the bench and you can intermingle those. So three very good players on the floor with two bench players, those two bench players are going to be better than they would be just on their own or on a worse team. And so there, as much as I've been saying the Celtics need to add stuff, I probably have not been saying enough that the Celtics do have internally on their roster guys that probably or or have the the capacity to fit very well and and maybe maybe there's less of a need to scan the league than we think and it's maybe just one guy that can come in and shore up point guard front court or something like that and the rest of these guys actually because of the way these combinations are going to work are actually going to be fine all right we're going to wrap this up in just a second first today's show is brought to you by 
Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs got stretch khaki shorts designed to fit slimmer through the thigh. That gives you a nice sculpted look. They've invented this new cloud knit fabric. It looks just like khaki shorts, but it's not khaki shorts. It's not that stiff, restricting cotton. These are super comfortable, super uh, flattering and versatile. You can wear them wherever. You can go swimming. You can go golfing. You can do whatever activity. You can keep them on as you get ready for the next thing you're going to do. It fits way better than regular shorts. And they're basically, if you think about what Lululemon does, but they fit way better and they use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. It keeps you cool. It keeps you dry all day long. So wear them all day. You can do multiple things in them. They look good. They feel good. It's very simple. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. Birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. Enter the promo code locked on NBA at checkout. You get a free bird dogs water bottle when you order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. Free water bottle at checkout. How can you lose? You get awesome shorts, versatile shorts, casual, dressy. You can wear them at a family reunion. You can wear them at wherever. You can wear them at a nice business casual kind of meeting that allows those kind of shorts. It's just a very versatile kind of short. Birddogs.com slash locked on NBA. Or enter the promo code locked on NBA at checkout. You'll get a free water bottle with your order. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. Thank you for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Check out the Locked On NBA podcast I host on Wednesdays with Jake Madison of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. We're all covering the league Monday through Friday, rotating hosts in a fun way, an informative way, an interesting way. So check out the Locked On NBA podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Now let's continue the conversation with Chuck McKinney. Hey guys, it's Walker Mail, host of the Lockdown Hornets podcast, and being around sports media and a fan of the Hornets for a lifetime has taught me that sometimes it's exploring the sliding doors moments and what-if scenarios in sports that can be the best part of the fan experience. What if the Seahawks let Marshawn run on the one-yard line with the Super Bowl on the line? Or could a coin flip actually have landed Magic in Chicago, Michael in L.A., and made Charles Barkley the first black president? Enter Wondery's newest sports show, Alternate Routes, a weekly leap into the sports multiverse with former Sports Center anchors Trey Wingo and Kevin Frazier. Each week on the podcast, Trey and Kevin will pry open the sliding doors of a different what if moment from the world of sports. In these alternate sports realities, dynasties will fall, legacies will change forever, new goats will emerge. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcast. You can listen to Alternate Routes early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. You've mentioned point guard a couple of times now. You know, but just to go along with what you're saying, clearly they can still they'll stagger White and and Holiday. So one comes out, then the other the other becomes the point guard, right? We're comfortable with the two of them manning point guard for this team. Yeah, right. Am I, is that is that that's accurate? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine with you yeah. those guys handling. So the ball. technically, then then um, Pritchett is our third point guard. Yes, right. If they stagger them, so. I'm just not overly – and I have a lot of confidence in Pritchard. I love his game. I want to give him more opportunity. So let's – let's you know, I'm I'm completely comfortable with him as our third point guard um, as being a rotation player. I think – you know, my biggest concern now is I feel like we're really pushing the limits with Al. I mean, at some sure, point, yeah. you're just you, – your body doesn't respond. He's super healthy. Like Al is the consummate pro. We know what he gives. He's fantastic. Um, 
he's going to be ready and in shape, but at some point your body just there, it's just, it just doesn't respond. That's right. And I'm, I'm worried like was last, like after what we got out of him last year, we continue to go back to that. Well, it's like, Oh man. Yeah. He's, he's still vital. Like we need him to defend certain guys in this league who are superstars. And I'm a little concerned that we're going to go to him this year. And it's like, Oh shit. Al, you can see Al lost a little bit. He's not, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, is, is, don't you think that's like, I, 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 I think that's probably more of the concern. If, if I get a point, the, the two biggest concerns to me right now are Peyton Pritchard's size and Al Horford's age. Um, and th that's why I'm trying to figure out which of those two things you can get away with in the regular season. And it, I, I think it's probably going to be Pritchard's like, you could probably get away with starting my, my initial thought is you start white and holiday together. You start the Jays and Porzingis. You keep Al Horford on the bench, partly to keep his minutes down, but also partly because that gives you floor spacing at the five for all 48 minutes. If you basically keep Porzingis and Al Horford for the most part subbing in for one another, then you've got a guy that can stretch the floor at the five the entire game. That's not to say I'm there. you never play them together. You obviously have a lot of opportunity to play them together. But for now, my my kind of like most basic thought is you keep you keep shooting at the five for the whole game. You start White and Holiday together. At the six-minute mark, you sub one of those guys out, okay? And then at the two-minute mark or so at that TV timeout or just after that, the, then they start subbing in for one another the rest of the way mm -hmm. until the end of the half and the end of the fourth quarter. Uh, and that minimizes how often like Peyton Pritchard's going to get his minutes for sure in that scenario, but he's still not going to get, it's not like he's getting 25, 30 minutes a game. He's probably going to get 12 to 15. You have Jason Tatum who's handled the ball. You have Jalen Brown who's handled the ball. Um, and so you can have other guys initiate the offense in, in that, in that scenario. So I think for the regular season, it's most likely that you would go searching for another big to to help out. But again, they just signed Wenyan Gabriel. He could be that other big. Uh, they have Luke Cornett, who they like. He he could play minutes. So maybe they don't. Maybe maybe they have those guys. But if they do go get a guy, like I think they might, it's probably going to be a big. Well, so they had a guy who could who 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 was a swing who who could play some center, who could guard some heavy heavy dudes, who could who could who could shoot a little bit. Um, you know, I was a big Grant Williams guy. I liked Grant. I know he was up and down. He did a lot mm -hmm. of things that rub people the wrong way. Nonstop talking with officials. Um, you know, maybe overstepped uh, his sort of vocal. Um, his position in the vocal hierarchy of the team. Um, so there were a lot of things that I, I, I wasn't too keen on, but I thought him on the floor, just the, the way he could, he could body up some bigs, spread the floor, make shots. Um, I just, so I, I feel like he's that type of guy. And now that he's gone, right. So when Grant left, we were, I think we were all like eh, 17 million or whatever it was. We thought it was too much. I think we were kind of bracing for that. But now seeing where they are, um, 
I, I just, you know, I, I just, I feel like he's the guy they, they'd be looking for. But this just brings me back yeah. to like a larger point of, of, you know, Missoula wasn't playing him anyway. Part of this sort of like purge is this, you know, from Smart to Grant to, you know, not maybe Rob, I know Brogdon. I think there are a lot of issues there with Brogdon. Um, was this sort of like they were clearing some personalities and some people that one Missoula didn't think too highly of to play had personalities that were clashing with what they were trying to do, or, you know, it just felt like they got rid of, cause I thought they were going to tinker on the margins with this rotation yeah. and kind of clear some space, but I didn't think that they would ship out so many guys. I don't know if you think that's sort of like, so that, that that's part of this. Right. Well, I don't want to get too caught up in the, the the guys that ended up getting shipped out because the initial plan was Brogdon to the Clippers for Porzingis, and that would have kept Marcus Smart here. The initial plan was to keep Marcus Smart. So would they have gone for Drew Holiday if they had Marcus Smart? And then so if they had Smart, like if let's say the Clippers take the initial deal with Brogdon. So now the Celtics have Porzingis um, and they still let Grant Williams go because uh, of money. And they, at that point, you don't know that true holiday is coming around. Right. Yeah. So that that's the big thing. You don't know that there's a holiday potential trade. It's not like, it's not like the Damian Lillard situation where everybody knew he was going to get traded. Right. And so holiday was just not even a thought. No one even believed for a second, especially not Drew holiday and his wife that they were going to be moved. So Brogdon is gone in this, in this scenario. Smart is still on the roster. Now everything happens exactly the same way. D does Boston move smart and um, uh, Robert really? Williams smart, smart makes less than, than Brogdon. So maybe that maybe the deal is different. Maybe and maybe they don't let uh, Grant go because of the money. I still think they do in the in this scenario. I, I it's hard to kind of like extrapolate out yeah. how it would go if you still had Marcus and and Drew Holiday got became available and it was like well you got Marcus who makes like four million less so it would have been Marcus Rob and Peyton Pritchard. Would that have been too much mm -hmm. for Boston to give up? Maybe you just keep Marcus Martin. You say, "Hey, look, they've they've we've already got our defender for uh, Damian Lillard. We're just going to keep that. We're going to keep our big lineup. Maybe they just keep that, and and you just go with Porzingis as the newest guy, and everything else stays. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know if if Holiday's on this team. If the Clippers make a different decision uh, earlier in the in the off season. Uh, yeah, I mean that that that's a good point. I mean, I, I see Drew as, ob as an obvious upgrade over Smart, but you're right; it's not a it was it's not like a one for one. It's not. Um, yeah, it's not a straight swap. Yeah. Like I, I so, get it. I get it. Yes, yeah. but Smart is younger, but I get the shooting and the deep and all that stuff for sure. Yeah, it's just and and you know, like you like you said, I think it's pretty it's pretty clear that what they were doing in you know with July, like they didn't know what was going to happen, you know this wasn't the grand plan wasn't to move all these pieces right because there were so many moving parts um but i just want to like also ask you about rob like there was brad had a, a there's a comment from him like right like a week before the trade there were some stories about they were excited for him and like he was coming into his sixth season 
you know, he, his level of ex- something about his level of experience. And I thought, Brad's been around, I mean, um, Rob's been around for five years already. Like, I almost didn't yeah. believe it. Like, he always yeah. felt like he was like that second year player going into his third year. Because yeah. <laughs> he's played in life. as many games as a second year guy would yeah. by now. <laughs> I look at his stats and I'm like, holy shit, he's going into his sixth season. He's 25. Yeah. And injuries aside, is, is there something with Rob where they were like, we think this is what he is, which at times he's a fantastic player, right? Yeah. Um, but he's he's going to be limited, and this is his game. Even though we got super excited with him taking like 17-footers in summer workouts and stuff, <laughs> he was still going to be have this particular skill set. And, yeah. again, I think it goes back to that you know higher ceiling and floor type thing I was talking about earlier. Maybe they just thought Rob was here and – they, they could afford to move on from him. I'm sure that's part of the rationale. I mean, like like I've been saying on the on the show, they they took Marcus Smart, um, and and turned him into Drew Holiday basically. And now you've got mo- more shooting at that position. They took Robert Williams and turned him into Kristaps Porzingis essentially. And you get shooting at that at that position. And the bottom line is, uh, Joe Mazzulla values shooting, and and it's not. I don't think he's like this notion that he is so obsessed with the three pointer that that's all he wants. I think it's a little overstated at this point, but he he understands like the math in the NBA and the math is you got to generate a lot of good three pointers. You got to make sure you're taking the right shots inside the three point line um, and not put yourself in a position to be in a disadvantage, a disadvantage. So they, easily could have gotten by with Robert Williams and and he he makes an impact in a lot of different ways. I think because of the things that he doesn't do it did contribute to hey, you know, this is a tough decision, but okay, we're we're willing to make this tough decision because this team that's now constructed has shooting all over the place. And that's just much more of what it just fits much more of what Joe Missoula wants to do. So I don't think it's so much as they looked at Rob the way you put it, because it makes it seem like they were saying, Hey, if we can get something good for Rob, we're going to go get it. I think they were presented a scenario where holiday became available. Like as Brad Stevens put it, you're scanning the league. You're just kind of keeping an eye on, okay, where might Dame go? And if he goes somewhere, who might shake free? And as the Milwaukee stuff kind of started to materialize quickly, you start to realize, hey, they're going to have to give up Holiday if that's the case. All right, if we wanted to get Holiday, who might we need need to give up? And there were three packages for Boston. One was uh, Brogdon and, you know, player bays where it's like six different guys in there and it was just whatever. And then there's yeah. – uh, Brogdon with Al Horford plus one. And then you say, okay, we're keeping Rob. You're giving up shooting. Plus you're giving up three players for one. And then you go to the other one. It's like Brogdon and Rob. And then you give up your picks. And they probably said, and and, and Portland obviously has a say in this too, right? Portland has a say, like, we don't want Al Horford and Peyton Pritchard. Like, sure, we'll take Peyton Pritchard because it's Portland. But what we really want is a young player like we want to take a flyer on this young guy and see, can he stay healthy 
let's see what he's got. So they could have a little bit more patience with him. And I think Boston was just like, it's a, it's a steep price to pay. But I think, I think Brad was being honest. They love holiday so much yeah. that they're willing to pay that price. It's whatever, whatever you want in, in different people value something different, but like, if you wanted a piece of sports memorabilia, if you wanted an autographed photo of Bill Russell and you say, well, it's a steep price to pay this, I don't know, thousand to whatever, how many thousand, but I want that. And, and I value that maybe the person next to you doesn't value it that much, but you do. And so you pay the steep price because you, you, you gotta have it. And I think that's where Brad Stevens was. I, I would say, yeah. I mean, I don't think, I don't. I think listening to you pre-trade, you thought this was a long shot. I think most of us thought it was a long yeah. shot, especially a package involving Rob. We didn't. I think we underestimated how much Brad loves Holiday, and we yeah. kind of gravitated gravitated towards that, you know, uh, player stew option, right? Where it was all these guys because we thought that that you know, it just it's it's just surprised. Like you 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 never know. It's and surprising. I think that that. <laughs> like we heard the Celtics name come up in these rooms where, where everyone was like, Wait, this can't be true. Like someone's using the Celtics as leverage in another deal because it yeah, just yeah, doesn't yeah. make sense that they're gonna that, that they would trade Rob or 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 something to to make it work. It just it didn't seem and now, you know, just seeing the way they gush over holiday, it's um it's clear that they yeah. always wanted him and they were willing to uh they were willing to um pony up for him. So yep. That's, that's, that's the bottom line. Um, and uh, you know, look, it fits the, the one thing you can say about this team now is the coach, the players, the style, the mentality it's they, they've Brad has committed to Joe Missoula and he's committed to the, the a roster to him that fits, um, and is versatile, versatile enough that, you can do different things. Missoula keeps talking about curveballs. Uh, you can you can put lineups out there that are curveball lineups for other teams. You can put these guys in positions to play a zone, to play different kind of things that are curveballs. So, if nothing else, they've they've paid a lot, but they've they've created a roster that fits what what their coach is trying to do, and now that means from the bottom to the top, this is a franchise that is on the same page. And it's the one thing that I said at the beginning of the preseason, this is a team that needs to get on the same page. And this is how they did it. It's not how I thought they were going to do it, but this is how they did it. So now it's a matter of does, does this page, like, is this page part of a, a championship novel? That's, that's the question. So Chuck, appreciate you coming on. Anytime, very therapeutic. It's always therapeutic for me to talk these things out. You know, proving you proving you wrong doesn't always make me feel good. Okay. <laughs> but funny, you know. funny that you have that perspective because I feel like you know, calming you down from your knee jerk, uh, hothead reaction is it finally gets us to a place where you you understand fully and agree fully with my assessment of this trade. You've been talking me off ledges or calming me down for 20 years. So you're decades, <laughs> decades. I mean, just I'm like a hostage negotiator. Just crisis, crisis counselor Corrales over here with Chuck. 
Uh, I can't wait to be back on at the All-Star break when they're on pace for 64 wins and they're the consensus number one team in the uh, East. All right. Let's mark that down. Okay. Let me know what you think. I, I feel like we came to a nice little spot there. We're comfortable. We're good. I think we're all happy for the Celtics. They Everybody on the Celtics, let me tell you something. Everybody in that Celtics organization is thrilled to have Drew Holiday. That is, this is just such a slam dunk move. Uh, it, it's, it's amazing. It, I've not seen an organization this happy, uh, to get a player. It's ridiculous. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. And Sunday is going to be the first chance. This is the Friday podcast. There's a Saturday practice, no podcast after the, uh, after a practice Sunday, there's a game. I'll have a post game podcast, hopefully from the garden. And uh, I'll give you the analysis of what happened. So make sure you're subscribed wherever you get your podcast. You can watch the show on YouTube. Get there into the comments section. If you're an everydayer, if you're here with me Monday through Friday, if you love the show that much and you want to make sure that people are enjoying it the way you do, spread the word. Tell your friends. Tell everybody that they should be listening to and watching the Locked On Celtics podcast right here in the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.